The How Is This Movie podcast is supported by listeners just like you. Go to patreon.com slash howisthismovie. There you can pledge as little as a dollar a month and help us maintain the goal of keeping this show fully independent and free of advertising. You will also gain instant access to bonus episodes not available anywhere else. Once again, that's patreon.com slash howisthismovie. And now for our featured presentation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to How Is This Movie? My name is Dana Buckler, and thank you for taking just a little time out of your day to listen. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HowIsThisMovie. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash HowIsThisMovie. You can always email me with questions or comments at HITMPodcast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and leave a review on whatever platform you use to listen. And finally, there's a number of Patreon supporters that I really need to thank, and they're going to be listed in this episode's show notes. So a big thank you goes out to all of them. Thank you so much. As stated in the previous episode, I took a break from going to the theater from mid-December to early March. Since that break, I have gone to the theater seven weeks in a row. And for those first six showings, everything went pretty good. Yes, I was truly on a winning streak. On the downside, this of course meant that there wasn't going to be any movie theater rant episodes. Because what would I have talked about? How everything just went great? Yes, indeed, it seemed as if my curse had truly ended. And believe me, I was testing that curse. I mean, I saw Rampage. Fucking Rampage. Well, for my sports fans out there, let's travel back to the year 2007. That, of course, was the year that the New England Patriots, led by the mighty Tom Brady, went 16-0 in the regular season on their way to play in the Super Bowl for a chance to be the first team since the 1972 Miami Dolphins to have a perfect season. Well, as we all know by now, the Pats fell short of this goal in heartbreaking fashion. Now, I mention this analogy because I, too, was on a historic run. For the 2018 season, so far... I was 6-0 for the first time in my almost 20-year adult film-watching career. I believed that I might have been poised to have a possible perfect season in 2018. So that brings me to Sunday, May 6th, game day. Now, to add a little context to this particular day, I had just come off of a six-day work week, and during that week, I sustained a minor leg injury in which I sprained my ankle. Now, for the most part, I was on the mend, but I still had a visible limp when I walked. As I pulled into the theater, the parking lot was almost completely full, which shouldn't come as a surprise seeing how as it was a Sunday afternoon, but for me, it meant I was going to have a long walk with my bum leg. However, Before the long walk, I needed to buy my ticket. Now, typically, this is a very routine process. As I sat in my car, I opened the Fandango app and selected my movie of choice. In this case, Super Troopers 2. As I picked my showtime and attempted to process the purchase, for whatever reason, my phone wouldn't take me to the checkout screen on the particular app I was using. I looked in the upper left corner of my phone to see that I only had one signal bar. Really? It's 2018. And with the speed that technology keeps getting faster and faster, I have one bar? One bar? A small layer of frustration began to sweep over me. As I looked out my window, I could see a strip mall right in front of me. And of course, one of those stores was Sprint, my current cell phone provider. 
part of me felt like walking or should I say limping to the store and causing a bit of a scene, letting prospective customers know that their service sucks, but time was of the essence. So I got out of my car and began the long journey to the one place that I can't stand, the dreaded box office line. As I limped closer and closer to the box office, I could see the line was long, really long. And true to form, there was only one person behind the glass selling tickets. I checked the time, 3.45, 45 minutes till showtime. Now to be fair, the line was moving a little faster than I expected. All of that came to a crashing halt when an old lady walked to the box office and said, one for overboard, please. For a brief moment, it seemed like a simple enough request. However, when the cashier asked for payment, the lady handed over her cell phone and said, I have the movie pass, here's my phone. Instantly, I knew what was about to happen. The cashier said, oh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry, that, that's not how movie pass works. The lady replied, what do you mean? For the next five minutes, and I do mean five minutes, I'll just think about it for a moment, just sit still for five minutes to get an idea of how long this took. The cashier tried in vain to explain that you have to use the MoviePass debit card that gets mailed to you after you've selected the movie on the app. All the lady kept saying over and over again was, why? Or how do I do that? The whole conversation ended with the lady giving up her bid to use MoviePass and buying a ticket. I checked the time. 3.55, 35 minutes to showtime. Keep this in mind, throughout waiting in line, I was constantly trying to purchase my ticket on my phone to no avail. Standing before me and my turn to buy my ticket was a lady with five kids. The kids all appeared to be around the same age, six or seven years old. So I suspected they were friends and not siblings. This was confirmed when it was their turn and the lady sent one kid up at a time to buy their ticket. You have to be kidding me. Literally, this is what I'm seeing. The lady's going, okay, Billy, it's your turn. Go tell the lady, one for the Avengers. Here's the thing. I pride myself on not being a burden to others. It's one of the things that I practice on a daily basis. And by others, that includes total strangers. How nice would have it been for this lady just to buy all the tickets at once and just collect the money from the kids instead of making the rest of us wait in line for an additional 10 minutes. When it was finally my turn, you could have clocked my transaction in under 30 seconds. Why? Because I was prepared. I knew what movie I was going to see. I had my payment ready and that's it. We should all do that. But I'll get back to the idea of being a burden on others in just a moment. Now, one thing I need to mention, all the waiting in line caused my ankle to really start to hurt to the point where I felt like I needed to sit down. I could barely walk. As I was severely limping towards the entrance of the theater, people were just rushing by me. One person bumped into me, causing me to wince in pain. I walked to the building, I grabbed the door, I held onto the handle just to brace myself, and in I went. I noticed that the concession lines weren't too long, and even though I was in visible pain, I opted for a small soda and popcorn. Again, I was slowly walking towards the line, when all of a sudden this guy literally pushed me out of the way to get in front of me in line. I didn't get so much as a, excuse me or pardon me, he just barreled right past me, almost knocking me to the ground. I just continued limping slowly towards the line. I checked the time, 4.10, 20 minutes to showtime. As I've said in previous rant episodes, and I don't know if this is the case with all movie theaters, but at my local multiplex concession stand, the line moves slower than the DMV from Zootopia. And this has only been compounded lately by the fact that they've added several new items, including artisan sandwiches and flatbreads, 
Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, why not add items that will take an average of five minutes to prepare? As usual, the semi-short line moved at a crawl. The only person ahead of me in line was the guy that nearly knocked me to the ground in order to get ahead of me. What happened next was probably one of the most asshole moves I've seen in a long time. This jackass in front of me ordered a large tub of popcorn and then tells the guy to only fill it halfway up. The cashier then hands him the half-filled tub of popcorn and the guy takes off. I walked up and tried to order and the cashier tells me, oh wait, no, I'm sorry, you're, you're gonna have to wait for that guy to come back. Wait, I said. Wait for what? Now keep this in mind, there are hundreds of people in this theater lobby, and I can't see where this guy went. I start scanning the lobby, and I spot that asshole standing in a second line, the butter line. This is where you can add artificial butter topping to your popcorn. This guy was like fourth or fifth in line. I turned to the cashier, a young man, probably 17 or 18, I said, are you serious? Don't you have that shitty butter topping behind the counter? He just lowered his head and said, no. Oh, come on. After about four minutes, the asshole returned to the counter with his tub of popcorn to find that his concessions had been paid for and that the cashier hopefully passed along my message to try to be a little more considerate of others next time. But with this guy, I doubt it. I was finally on the home stretch, limping my way to the auditorium with a small popcorn and a small soda in hand. Now, I've mentioned that I know this particular theater inside and out, and I knew that this particular auditorium was going to be one of the largest in the complex. And Super Troopers 2 had been out for a couple of weeks, so I thought it was a little bit odd that they were showing this in one of their larger auditoriums. But okay. I checked the time. 4.20. 10 minutes to showtime. As I opened the auditorium door and made my way inside, a huge smile came across my face as I quickly realized that I was the only one in this 300 seat auditorium. Oddly enough, instead of sitting halfway up in the middle, which would be the optimal seating location, I think just by pure instinct, I made my way to the twosies. As I finally sat down and began to rest my sore ankle, two theater employees came in carrying brooms and dustpans. One of them approached me. He said, uh, excuse me, sir, I'm sorry, but we have to clean this theater. To which I quickly replied, really? Doesn't the movie start in like 10 minutes? Yes, he said, but, you know, we just had a showing of the Avengers Infinity War in here. You know how crazy those screenings can get. I looked down at the floor beneath my feet. There was no popcorn or garbage of any kind. I looked at the young gentleman and said, Well, it looks good where I'm at, so feel free to clean around me. I, I won't be bothered by it. He quickly replied, I'm sorry, sir, but it's our policy. You're going to have to leave the theater while we clean it. Really, I said? Yes, he replied. Visibly frustrated, I just threw my hands up and said, Okay, guys. I don't want any trouble. I'll leave. And I got up and began to slowly limp out of the theater. I got halfway out of the theater when I realized that I left my concessions at my seat. Not able to actually see the two employees, I yelled out to the guys, Hey, you know, please don't throw my popcorn away. Thanks. I didn't get a reply. As I walked out of the auditorium, a third employee extended a velvet rope across the entrance to the auditorium and stood guard with his arms crossed. I looked at him and said, what is this, Studio 54? His non-response indicated to me that my attempt at humor went way over his head. A total of three minutes passed and the employees began to exit the auditorium. Jokingly, I said to them, boy, I hope you guys got it all. Again, no reply. As I made my way back to the theater, with only a few minutes before showtime, I was still the only one in the auditorium. This time around, I grabbed my popcorn and soda and made my way three quarters of the way up and sat right in the middle. 
I had to think about this for a moment. It has been a long time since I have sat right in the middle, three quarters of the way up. I mean, it really is the best seat in the house. And it was funny because after everything that had happened, from my phone not working to the elderly lady who didn't know how to use MoviePass to the asshole who nearly knocked me to the ground, in my mind, this was all going to be worth it because it looks like I'm going to have a whole 300-seat movie theater to myself. The lights dimmed. The trailers began. And since I'd seen all these trailers before, I was sort of just zoning out, more focused on the pain in my left ankle. Well, the third or fourth trailer was playing, I don't really remember, two guys walked into the auditorium. I would say they were in their early 20s. Now, it became abundantly clear that they did not see me sitting in the theater. This could be in part because the lights had been turned down, or maybe because where I was wearing a black polo t-shirt and a black baseball cap. But for whatever reason, they didn't see me. And one of them said, very loud and very audible, holy shit, we're the only ones in this place. We have it to ourselves. Not true. These guys took a seat about six rows ahead of me and promptly put their feet up on the seats in front of them. They began to behave like they were at home, talking out loud, laughing uncontrollably, even burping a couple times. One guy quickly got on his cell phone and began to take a selfie. My hope was that when the movie actually started, they would calm down. This, of course, was not the case. They were commenting in real time about everything that was happening on the screen. This is when the first itch for me to leave began. Ten minutes into the movie, I heard a unique sound resonating for the two gentlemen. Something like this. No sooner did I recognize that that was the sound of a disposable Bic lighter than I saw a puff of smoke rise into the air. It only took a few seconds for that smoke to make its way to me, and make no mistake about it. It wasn't cigarette smoke, nor was it cigar smoke. It was 100% marijuana. I couldn't even focus on the movie. I just couldn't believe what was happening. I've been going to the movies for, I don't know, the better part of 25 years on my own, and I have never experienced that before. Sure, in my younger years, I may have snuck a flask of whiskey in a time or two, but that was a lot easier to hide. And oh, you know what? Mm, maybe I've said too much there. Now, these days, I really need to be careful about what I say on this podcast. You see, a month ago, a guy I'll call my new number one fan actually reported me to the Florida Highway Patrol over one of the stories I told on my Fast and Furious episode. So I need to be careful so that my number one fan doesn't report me to the ATF or something. He, of course, is the newly crowned hall monitor for podcasters. Anyway, as I sat in my seat watching clouds of pot smoke fill the air, I pondered what to do next. I need to mention that this was so distracting that I completely lost focus on what was happening on the screen. Now, as far as I could tell, the super troopers, as I'll call them, had formed a rock band called Cracklin' Bacon or something to that effect. Now, here's the thing. In this day and age, I don't give a shit if people smoke pot. It's already legalized for recreational use in like four or five states here in America. Even the state I live in, Florida, has legalized it for medical use. Look, I don't smoke pot, but I don't give a shit if people do. I think alcohol is far more dangerous than marijuana. And believe me, I have some stories that could back up that statement, but uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, we'll save those for another podcast episode. I say all of this because I didn't care that these guys lit up a joint. I was far enough from them that I wasn't getting a contact high. What was bothering me was that these two bumbling idiots wouldn't shut the fuck up. 
A few minutes after they lit up their joint, I finally felt compelled to say something. In an unusually deep voice, I yelled out, Hey, fellas, can you try to keep it down? As I mentioned earlier, these two guys thought they were the only ones in the theater. So when my voice echoed through the auditorium, I clearly startled them. This was evident when one of the gentlemen said, Oh shit, someone's there. Let's go, let's go. And they quickly got up from their seats and literally ran out of the theater. Now, this wasn't the desired effect that I was shooting for. No, I just wanted them to stop talking. But nonetheless, uh, there I was. I had the theater to myself again. So I settled in to enjoy the rest of Super Troopers 2. What I didn't count on, and I should have, because I go to the movies enough, was the fact that every 30 minutes or so, an usher comes in to check the status of each auditorium. And a few minutes after the potheads went scrambling out the door, on cue, a theater usher entered the auditorium. Now, as the usher began climbing the stairs, he, he was stopped in his tracks, as if he noticed something unusual. I don't know. Could it be the strong odor of marijuana which now filled the auditorium? As he scanned the empty seats, he looked right at me, quickly realizing what was happening. I'm the only one in the auditorium that's filled with pot smoke. I knew this might end really badly for me. So my first instinct was just to ignore the problem and hope that it went away. I did this just by staring at the screen and <laughs> trying to laugh at some of the terrible jokes in the movie. Still, the usher looked my way. Realizing that he wasn't going away until I acknowledged him, I turned my head in his direction, gave him a friendly wave and said, Hey, hey, it's, it's okay. It's not me. The usher quickly turned around and briskly exited the auditorium. Well, I've never seen the ushers do that before. Well... I'm sure this is something that happens all the time. Ah, uh, let's see. Three or four minutes went by, and just as I began to feel like I was in the clear, I heard the auditorium doors open, and three people rounded the corner. That same usher and two older guys wearing suits. All three were looking in my direction. They were talking amongst themselves. Once again, I tried to focus on the screen. I really couldn't hear their whole conversation, but I was able to make out the words police and on their way. Oh, for fuck's sake, that's just what I needed, to be questioned by the cops. It was at that point I decided that I had had enough. This may be the most pissed off I've ever been at a movie theater, and believe me, I've been upset. I got up from my seat and began to limp down the stairs towards the three individuals. I didn't stop to chat. No, I limped right past them. One gentleman said in a very commanding voice, Excuse me, sir, do you have a ticket for this movie? To which I replied, Yes. Not stopping, the gentleman then asked, Can I see your ticket? To which I replied, No. The gentleman once again barked at me, We need to talk to you, sir. I turned around and said, No, you don't. Now, fortunately, the exit doors were right outside this particular auditorium, and I went straight through them. I glanced back to see the three guys standing at the door, but they didn't follow beyond that point. At this point, all the shit that happened in one day. No cell phone service. The old lady who didn't know how to use the goddamn movie pass. The guy who almost knocked me to the ground, then took off for the butter line. Why the fuck did I pay for his concessions? The ushers, who made me get up out of the theater so they could clean up a single bag of popcorn, it seemed like. The two stoners who lit up a J in the auditorium. It all hit me at the same time. I have to tell you, I was really upset. This isn't normal. How can the same shit happened to the same guy over and over again. I don't know. Yet, for some reason, I keep going back. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I love movies, and I am in love with going to the movies. It is a love that I've carried with me for as long as I can remember. As much shit 
that I've had to put up with, I'm not ready to throw the towel in yet. So as I was walking away from the exit doors, it hit me. Why am I leaving? You know, I haven't done anything wrong. Why am I leaving? Who cares if the police show up? I didn't do anything wrong. It was at that moment that I thought about that phenomenal scene in the movie First Blood when John Rambo is dropped off by Sheriff Teasel just on the outskirts of town. Rambo takes a moment and realizing that he has done nothing wrong, promptly turns around and heads back in the direction of town. I took a deep breath, I turn around, and I headed back towards the exit doors. The three men were still standing there, and as I got to the door, one man opened it. As he held the door open, I walked in and said, thank you. I limped past them. As I was heading back to the auditorium, I stopped for a moment, turned back at the three gentlemen and said, look, for the record, that wasn't me. You have cameras everywhere. Check the replay. Thank you. I then turned and headed into the auditorium. I went back to my seat and finished the movie. Now, the police never showed up and management never talked to me again. As for the movie itself, it, it had some funny moments, but I'll just say this. Look, if you, you like the first Super Troopers, you'll probably enjoy this one. If you didn't like the first one, don't even bother. And uh, what the fuck is crackling bacon anyway? My name is Dana Buckler, and thank you so much for listening. The How Is This Movie podcast is produced by Dana Buckler for Hidden Productions located in Ocala, Florida. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at How Is This Movie. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash howisthismovie. Of course, you can always email the show with questions or comments at hitmpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, to become a monthly supporter of this podcast and gain instant access to bonus episodes not available anywhere else, go to patreon.com slash howisthismovie. You'll find all the links to our social media in this episode's show notes.